I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. Well, Thursday night football, Dallas wins, Dallas covers. A lot of questions about Taysom Hill, and I think those are valid questions. We're going to ask them. In the NBA, the Phoenix Suns have won 18 straight games. How much would you have won if you had bet every one of those and let it ride? We'll tell you. And it's the Friday tradition. Every game in the NFL will give you one tidbit you got to know about, including the Giants. Daniel Jones is out. How much did the line move? Here comes a four-hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. Live in Las Vegas, live on a big Friday, live on 225 FSR stations. Across this great, great nation, A.J. Hoffman in studio. He's got his colored note cards, orange, green, white, the whole thing going on. Look out for the info. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. Thanks, R.J. Great to be here on a Friday where we were reminded that the Cowboys made sure that everyone knows Taysom Hill is not really a quarterback. Uh, Daniel Jones officially out against Miami. And a couple college football championship games tonight, Conference USA and Pac-12 title games going on. What is the Vegas lead? Not the Conference USA title okay. game. Thursday night football recap, and then we'll get straight into all the NFL that's coming up. The Saints lost their fifth straight game. Dallas wins, covers all numbers, 27-17 last night. Okay, so... Taysom Hill is a conversation we'll have in a minute. But let's talk broadly about quarterbacks in the NFL and how important they are. Sean Payton is a maestro on offense. The coach of the Saints is a master. Is Andy Reid better on offense? Maybe. Is Josh McDaniels? Maybe. But there's no list of offensive coaches, head coach, offense coordinator, whatever, There's no list that has a top five without Sean Payton in it. And one of the great testaments to that was his record with a backup quarterback during the Drew Brees years. And you have Teddy Bridgewater, 5-0. You have, uh, you know, Taysom Hill winning games last year, even though A.J.'s probably pretty right about what he's saying. But what you can't do is you can't lose a Hall of Famer, have the backup in waiting, get hurt, and then think, and then have his backup backup come in, gets hurt, doesn't play great. And then, you know, again, we can debate Taysom Hill, how much he's getting paid and all that, but I don't care who you are, Bill Belichick with Cam Newton, who did not play great last year, and they... We're below 500. It was a miracle they got to seven and nine. This is a quarterbacks league, and you might say, RJ, why are you stating the obvious? 
And it's like, what's not obvious is how extreme this reality is. That it's, I've heard it described recently, and it really resonated with me. You've got the offense versus the defense, and then you have the individual player or the quarterback being a whole other thing. It's almost like this is a sport which is a team sport, offense versus defense, and then it's an individual sport, quarterback versus defense. Because in a weird way, if you have a great offense, 10 players and an average quarterback, you're not going to be all that good. But you know what? If you have average offense other than the quarterback and a great quarterback, you're good. I would rather, I mean, that's an interesting question, AJ. Would you rather have, let's just be specific with players. You like Josh Allen. Sure. To the point, if he was a minor, you would adopt him. I don't know about that. I mean, I mean uh, you know, I think th- I think it's fair to I'd say. I pat him on the head. Yeah, sure, a minimum <laughs> is the idea is if would you rather have Josh Allen, elite quarterback? Let's say I'm not sure about that, but let's call. Well, no, let's go Patrick Mahomes. Make it even better. Would you like to say Patrick Mahomes and an average offense, otherwise O line, running back, receiver, or the what Dallas has the best playmakers? You'd say. And in line, you think about it, Dallas, other than quarterback, has a great offense. Uh, Tampa's the other team you could make an argument okay, for. Okay, so pick one. Who would you rather have? Uh, but without Tom Brady and without Dak? I'll take Patrick Mahomes. Okay. But you're uh, going to have to pick between Dak. First, you would take between Dallas and Tampa. Oh, which I, offense which, which is one? I, let's, go, let's go Dallas. Okay, I, I, would take, I would take Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so when you have a situation that the quarterback, the one player, is worth more than the other 10 on offense and is worth more than the defense, because no one's going to debate, would you rather have the Steelers' defense and Patrick Mahomes and the Steelers' defense gets big bent. No, no, no. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so, to say this is a team sport is feels wrong at this point. There's team elements, and then there's how good's the quarterback. And all you got to do is look at the one-year record, five-year record, ten-year record, and say stack rank the quarterbacks, and pretty much the team's records are going to be lined up with them. Try it. It's true. Yeah, Taysom Hill last night did was not good enough to win, no matter who was around him. And listen, it's fair to what you're saying. They, the Saints, I don't know who can win with what they've got right now. There's no playmakers. There's no running back. There's no tackles. Well, who's to win? Meaning a bad quarterback's not going to be able to win, and average isn't. But what would Patrick Mahomes do? They would be better than they were last night. Certainly better than they were last night. But Taysom Hill, clearly not Patrick Mahomes. Four interceptions. Did run for 101 yards, the third player this season to run for over 100 yards. So that's the third a, quarterback. Third quarterback, yeah, to run over for, for over 100 yards. And actually had 264 yards passing. Of course, 70 of it came on a uh, prop-busting uh, touchdown pass at, at the very end of the so game let's, for me. Let's talk about So how much time was left? Uh, a minute. Right, a minute left, and what was the? And your pick was under thirty-three and a half. Four for Deontay uh, Deontay Harris. Okay, and how many yards did he have? Twenty-six. Okay, so I think I think he had about seven to go, right? Seven and a half to go. <laughs> yeah, so it would take eight to lose. Yep. And then you're watching the game closely. Oh yes. How'd you feel? Uh, I didn't feel great because at that point, game script was just the Saints chucking it around, hoping something would happen. And anytime I yeah, saw number still, 11. You didn't feel great when they had a couple plays left? 
I was, I was feeling good. I'm not going to lie. You're not feeling great there. You might not. Maybe it's a bad. Maybe you should bet more over. The problem was they threw a pick <laughs> six, and I wanted them to just get a pick and not score on that pick six. Uh, well, here's the nice thing about your loss. It's going to make a sexy scar. It's going to make a 70-yard <laughs> touchdown pass to Deontay Harris. How long do you want to keep talking about it? Just, I mean, it's, it's, now, what's your record right now in props? At 13 and 5. Not as good as 14 and 4. Not as good. I'm R.J. Bell. No losing props yesterday. You've got me off the overtrain. That's what did it. <laughs> A.J. I had a feeling once you went under it was going to lose. He's A.J. Hoff, and we're straight out of Vegas. We got Taysom Hill's contract details. Yeah, did, did the Saints make a huge mistake and maybe a, a franchise-altering mistake hmm. by agreeing to Wait this a deal? Wait with- franchise-altering. Let's look at his base salary. This year, it's $1 million, Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Next year, it's ten. Year after that is 10, effectively, 9.9. 10 and 10. That's about 10 a year. <laughs> now, it's not that much. I mean, like, a good, like, a, like that's the 12th best cornerback makes that. Now, would you rather have the 12th best quarterback, cornerback, than Taysom Hill? Yeah, probably. But let's agree to something else. We don't know what Sean Payton knows. And, he won some games last year, right? So is it that he's his first game back? And if he would, because somehow Trevor Lawrence is getting a lot of slack. Ah, oh, Trevor is going to save us. Well, he gets a lot of slack, doesn't he? Where's Taysom Hill slack? You know why? People don't like how good Sean Payton is, and people don't like that Sean Payton's doing something they don't think is smart. So whenever it's a bad game, they're going to say, see, see. And I'm not saying he's great. But boy, for ten million, if there's even a one in five chance he's a starting quarterback, isn't it kind of worth it? I think Especially because he adds more, except quarterback. Right. When you say he's a ten million dollars, isn't a lot. It for is, the NFL, you know, and for a top player, one of the top players on the team. But I think what we're looking at is is ten million dollars a lot for a backup quarterback because essentially that's, that's what always, he is. But it's not essentially what he is. Does he, I mean he plays special teams, which is obviously an important thing, especially if you're playing some of those instrumental roles in special teams. He is a uh, you know slash type player that now I know is not, but he's been hurt this year. Now, but we should be clear. They've got some incentives on him, right? So one incentive is if he has over 3,250 passing yards, unlikely, half a million, uh, 4,000 passing yards, another half a stick, as they call it, 90-plus passer rating, and he has to have 224 attempts, a half a stick, and then 25-plus TD passes, 30-plus, uh, or 1,750,000, million, and then 65% completions, again, 224 attempts. So I say his expected ex or his expectations on these is zero dollars. Okay, so <laughs> no incentives being paid out there. I don't. I mean, and if so, it's a good problem. It's one of those good problems. That means he's passing for a lot. So they, this is one of the you hear the contract. It's like what? How much? Huh? And and it is a lot. Each year after this year, his max incentives are four and a half million, four and a half million, four and a half million, four and a half million. The next four years. You know, that's 18 million he could make over that time, but that's a good problem because it means he's a starting quarterback. It means he's playing well. I don't think it's likely, but now for the, the rest of it, isn't he, isn't a slash type? You know, let's pull up. Do we got his uh, yardage this year otherwise as a non quarterback? Let's pull that up. 
Closing thoughts. Anything else? Dallas Cowboys, anything else on the game? We'll wrap up Taysom Hill. Or, or you, if you have anything on Taysom. Well, I was going to say with Taysom, obviously, look, the Saints are going to need another quarterback next year, a real starting or, quarterback. I mean, uh, Winston, right? If Winston's their guy, that's fine, too. But I don't, I, I don't know that Winston's the uh, long-term answer. Sean Payton's going to rest easy. Okay. I guess that's my question. If, if Winston is your starter next year, do you feel great with great. Taysom Hill as you know, your backup? Hall of so you're saying Taysom Hill isn't a is a insufficient backup? If you're a team that's ready to win now, and it feels like the Saints outside of quarterback are ready to win now, they've got a great defense, obviously banged up at, at wide receiver and on the offense in general. But I think we went into the ex, into the season with expectations higher than this for the Saints. Really? With if we assume the starting quarter, the record when the Saints. Or with Winston, they were locked in pretty much that six playoff spot. We were almost, I, mean, I almost said once, oh man, that's almost a sure thing, the Saints. They were playing so well. Yep. So now I don't know whose backup quarterback can, or whose starting quarterback can go down. And when you were a team that had projected to have nine wins, they were projected, you know, just be a, D, a slightly above average team. And they were on pace to be much better than that. They went into New England and crushed the, the Patriots. The only really bad game the Patriots have played this year. I mean, I thought the Saints were shockingly impressive with Winston. Now, you give him another year in camp and everything, I think Winston's a good roll of the dice. I'll tell you this, if I'm the Steelers, let's call it analogous post-Big Ben next year, I would take Winston over what we probably, or we as a Steelers fan are going to have, wouldn't you? Probably. I mean, think of the teams that were, were, were trying to find quarterbacks this year. Other than the teams, now obviously the 49ers did the best. <laughs> with Trey Lance. But other than that, you know, you, you have a rookie quarterback potentially, and what are the odds? About 50% if you draft him in the top 10? Because this year it looks like it might be below that. And then you say, okay, wh what about Fitzpatrick? Well, okay, we still, I mean, he could have had a good year. Who else is there? Andy Dalton? Like, of, of that list, would you rather have a... a uh, and let's assume the Saints are going to be drafting right around 15th or so. Mm -hmm. Would you rather have the quarterback that's available there? Would you rather have next year's Fitzpatrick, next year's Andy Dalton? Or would you rather have Winston with Taysom Hill as a backup? You have to think on this. I, 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 you have to think on this. So which one's better? I mean, James, well, James Winston is better. I just Okay, I, so then what are you thinking about? That's a pretty – all things considered, the Saints have done well. But wouldn't you prefer – in in this offseason, Brady in his no, prime? no. But if you if you've got a guy like Jameis Winston who clearly goes through an injury here, and you see the drop off of and your he, team, he doesn't have an injury history. No, but you see the drop off. Wouldn't you prefer to invest in a quarterback who could win you some games when Winston is out? So you're saying a better backup quarterback than Taysom Hill? Who is that? I mean, the premier backup quarterbacks in the league are Andy Dalton. Uh, now, would I rather have Andy Dalton than Taysom Hill? Just a quarterback, probably. But Andy Dalton got $10 million, if I recall. So, And he doesn't do anything else except hold a clipboard. Yeah. So, and listen, if you have to play your backup a lot of games, let's be honest, who has done better with a backup quarterback? First of all, I heard about noodle arm Drew Brees for years. Everyone was telling me about his noodle arm. All the scouts, all the scouts that we have here, the unpaid, unpaid scouts, but they're scouts apparently. 
And he's like him and Mahomes were the only quarterbacks in the top 10 of QBR for like three straight, the last three years of his career. So he was right there. It was like second, third, and I think what was a seventh last year. Drew Brees was one of the best quarterbacks the last three years with Sean Payton. Who has done better with backups than Sean Payton? Nobody yeah, in, in memory. So, in general, one, I trust Sean Payton. <laughs> Belichick did pretty good with him. Well, with who? I mean, with... It, Back in 2008? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had the, maybe the best team ever assembled. <laughs> and, and, and we saw... I mean, you're right. It was impressive with Castle. That's one of the great Belichickian or Belichick angles is to say, hey, they won 11 wins. And it was impressive. But remember, that team went undefeated, so there was a five-win drop-off from Brady in the regular season. But all that said, I think this is another example to close of how in the heck do we think we know something Sean Payton doesn't? I think it's fair to ask the question, what the H is going on here? What's he seeing? But he's seeing something. Or there's a small chance it's ego. There's a small chance that all the great decisions he's made has allowed him to have hubris. And that hubris, that ego, is causing him to make a, a decision that he likes that everyone's bucking it. Everyone's contrary. He's going to show him who's brilliant. Maybe it's that. I don't know. But it isn't stupidity. It isn't lack of football smarts. Closing word. I still think there's some, outside of the Saints world, I think there's still some concerns about the Dallas Cowboys offense. They still do. Zeke does not look like he looked early in the season. Dak does not look like he looked early in the season. I still don't think they're right. I think they got a good get-right matchup, but I don't believe the Cowboys are back. But the question is, the way the Cowboys are playing on offense right now, what offense are they in the NFL? They're not outside of the top seven. Right? They're in the top seven or so. Well, you deliberate these things. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't have a list in but, front of me. But, I don't. But, I mean, what I'm saying top is... Top seven seems high to me. Like, really? just off the top of my head. All right, let's do this. We'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll take a look at EPA and DVOA for the Cowboys offense. I'm going to predict top seven or so is what I'm going to predict. And we'll put a wrap uh, on that. And then we're getting into... One amazing Vegas point. I think amazing. Everyone per game. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to do our favorite segment of the week where we take a look at every NFL game, give you a nugget on each one. Okay, so Dallas Cowboys on the season, DVOA number seven. But A.J.'s point is well taken. I didn't fully understand it. You're saying, hey, when I, when I heard you say back, Excuse me. I meant. I thought you meant from last season's injury, but you're saying from the injury he had in Miss the Minnesota. Yeah, since basically the halfway point of the season for the Cowboys, pre-deck injury, post-deck injury. So you got the numbers. Yeah, weeks nine through thirteen, they ranked twenty-fourth in EPA per play. Their full season rank is eleventh. So, pre- right, so on offense, 
But let's remember now, multiple receivers out mm-hmm. in, in some of those games. Le- left tackle, Smith out. Yep. Zeke banged up. Yeah. Z- but all that, that all that's piled up on them, and that's where it would— But is that, was that the case last night? Zeke did not look right last night. But and if, you, if Pollard is—let's say Zeke and Pollard flip what our expectations were, and Colin made a good point on this. People were saying, Zeke doesn't look right. Okay, but if you got a backup who looks as good as you hope Zeke would look— now Zeke's the backup. He's I, the Taysom Hill. That's fair. And he yeah. did have a big run last night. Uh, yeah. If your backup has one big run, you've done something. Yeah. So, to me, I think the question is going to be Dallas's health, and it's going to be the injuries. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The health, and it's going to be the defense. Is Are they going to be able to be getting so many turnovers? Because that's what's been driving this defense. And history says turnovers are not something that are predictive. If you get them on defense one week, it's not like you're going to get them the next. If you play you know, Taysom Hill every week, yeah, maybe you get four turnovers a week. He had a bad game, AJ. It's true. <laughs> I, it's funny. Uh, poor Taysom Hill. I know. You I feel mean, bad for him, don't yeah. you? I, I want him to have a fair shot, but I'm about fairness. All right, let's get into our favorite segment every week where we go through every NFL game on the board. We're going to have a nugget for you on each one. Let's start with the Minnesota Vikings, seven and a half point favorites at the Lions. I like the Lions here, and here's why. One, the Lions play hard. We know that. They have a good ATS record, above 500. You're making money betting on the Lions this year. But Minnesota has one big flaw in the eyes of the analytics community. They run too much. Zimmer is too old school. Now, we can debate if that's correct or not, but that's the belief. And I think it's partially correct. When does Minnesota play their best offense? Is when they fall behind in games. Cousins has been great from behind. Why? Because they're forced to throw more. They're forced to throw more. And that is something that the analytics people believe is something they should be doing anyway. So if some art or some outside influence, the score in this case, when they're behind Minnesota, forces them to throw, that's why they come back so well. Because when they throw, they're a much better team, Minnesota, on offense. But you know what? When you're a seven and a half point favor, you're not going to be throwing all that much in theory. You're going to be sitting on leads. So if they do even get up by 10, Detroit, I think the back door is open. So because of that and how hard Detroit fights, I think Minnesota is a good play. The Lions had been alternating good performances and bad, and you said it's kind of hard to keep getting getting up and after it every week. They've had three good showings in a row, close it losses like or ties. It seems like it's bucking that. And remember, they still have zero losses or wins. And if all you do as a winless team, if all you do is bet winless teams like after week five, you're making money because no one wants a piece of them. By the way, Dalvin Cook officially out for Minnesota running back. Arizona Cardinals minus 7.5 at the Chicago Bears. Kyler Murray, when he's hurt, does not play well at all. Certain quarterbacks can be hurt. Brady had a torn up knee to some degree last year. Didn't even know it. But when Kyler gets hurt, he doesn't have the willingness, the inclination to run. And his ability at five foot five or so, <laughs> with his ability, he's short. His ability to run the ball is a key part of that offense. And last year, there were like a four, there was a four game stretch, and he was banged up his off throwing shoulder, and he did not run. He ran about half as much, if not less. And boy, you remember, they finished the season, what, one and seven straight up? When he, and he was banged up for a big chunk of that. So the line will move, and it's like, oh, he's back. If he's not 100%, I look to fade. Not necessarily in this game. 
But I look to fade Kyler Murray in those cases. Akeem Hicks out. Mario Edwards out on that defense. Roquan Hicks, Smith. Hicks very important on the defense. The on-off with him is astronomically important. And Roquan Smith questionable. He may be the, the best linebacker in the league this year. So I, I could only look at Arizona. Uh, Tampa, minus 11 at the Falcons. Okay, if you look at the score of the first matchup, and whenever you have a, uh, a second division game, obviously you want to look closely at the first game. It looks like Tampa Bay blew them out. If you look a little closer, this was a close game all the way into the third quarter, late third quarter, and thus it was a little bit deceiving. And keep that in mind. And AJ, you've got a real good thought about the most key player on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the, about Daryl Patterson yes. and how, how important it is to have him back. And without him, they were a disaster on offense because they really only had Kyle Pitts as the only option on offense. You add in that second dimension to the offense, and they've been much better with him on the field. And we've talked about going from zero to one means something, playmakers. Going from one to two means a lot. And the on-offs there are, are again, astronomical. So, his if you look back in the last four or five games, make sure you know the ones that Patterson was out. The Philadelphia Eagles now given a full touchdown at the New York Jets. I played this on the podcast on Wednesday at six and a half. Brilliant. And the line just goes. I mean, I'm not saying I caused that line move. I'm not saying I didn't. I have no comment on that. <laughs> I'm just saying. But what I'll say here is that I still kind of like him. I don't, you know, I got, you know, my piece in, but the Jets won, but they didn't play well last week. And Wilson looked horrible. You had a stat on his QBR. It was like under 11, right? His QBR was 9.8. His four interception game against New England in week two was 10.0. So it was worse than the game that he threw four picks against Belichick. And it was like one of the... Didn't you have some stat? It was the worst since 2011 or something? He is right now. His QBR is the worst since any quarterback who's who's played in 2011. Blaine Gabbert in 2011. 20, so a decade ago. Yeah. The name... I mean, there's some PTSD reactions here in <laughs> playing Gabbert. And uh, Philadelphia, if you look, they actually played really well offensively against the Giants, other than a few interceptions. Listen, they matter, but they're not all that predictive moving forward. So in general, yeah, Brady throws less than certain people. But in general, interceptions swing games so much. You can make the case Philly should have cleanly won that game. They didn't. Everyone's down on them now, or at least a little down. But remember, no team has been bet more than Philadelphia in the last six weeks by the sharpest of the sharps. And speaking of the line move, AJ, and again, I don't want to act like this is something that I did. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I was so good that whenever I bet, I could change the odds for every bookmaker in the country. Not saying that. Yeah, all right, Ace. Indianapolis Colts minus 10 at the Texans. Okay. I The Texans, I've never canceled anyone. <laughs> the Texans are canceled. Good. Thank God you've done this. I mean, I, I really, truly believe I'm like one in seven with them. In fact, I after they lost last week, I recorded myself and my thoughts on them. Yeah, and actually, that it's funny. You would think that was it. That was before I started drinking, and then. 
So that's all I got to say there. <laughs> kind of like uh, on that team, Houston. Kind of like um, what was it, Forrest Gump? You know, when he would say, "That's all I have to say." That's all I got to say. Exactly. Kind of like that, but not in the, that voice. <laughs> Colts. How motivated are they? Whenever you're playing a favor, a big favor, double-digit favor, what's their motivation to get margin? This is a team that can't come close to losing a game. They lose one that they're supposed to win. It's over, Johnny. So to me, you might question the motivation. But boy, what team would you rather have up 10, let's say you're pushing, with the ball with nine minutes left in the game, the team that's going to run it down their throat and, and just want to bully them? The Colts have got extended their leads this year because of the offense, the way they run. If I had my drug, or if I had if I had a force pick in this game, I'm not going to play it, force pick would be on the Colts. First matchup, Jonathan Taylor, 145 yards on 10 carries and two touchdowns. Just dominated that team with the run game. The L.A. Chargers, plus three at the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, Chargers plus three at the Bengals. This is one we had a big dispute on in the podcast. And the first thing we got to realize here is Cincinnati is clearly better than the Chargers in the eyes of the betting market. Three points is no longer the home field standard. It's less than that. And they're saying since he's better. I think if you asked a bunch of people about that, they would say otherwise. Right now, it, 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 it feels like you're going to get a lot of Chargers money on Sunday come game day. And I think that a lot of the love of the Chargers was Staley, was a new coach, fresh face, kind of a genius was the rumor. We're starting to see now. He was a coordinator for one year. Then he started going for it on all those fourth downs. You know what? They were like 9 out of 11 at one point. You bought in, AJ. I did. I was a sucker. Yeah, you got the fat head. Yeah. And Not the Staley fathead. I went with the Herbert. Yeah, well, you like a, a good-looking guy. Sure. <laughs> and so, I, I'm handsome. Handsome. So Strapping. I personally am suspicious of handsome people. <laughs> I'm like, what are they hiding? Why do they look so good? <laughs> so, I have not bought... Did I buy into Herbert? I, he's good. I like him on the Steelers, but he isn't ready. I don't think... I just say this. I like the Bengals. I like the Bengals as well. Bad matchup as well. The way the Bengals have run the ball against a, a bad a bad defense DVOA run against the run. All right. So next, we're going to talk about, oh, look, the Raiders are there, Giants. But first, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio. I'm A.J. Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. Okay. Next up, we got the Dolphins. Winners of five straight, favored by six, hosting the Giants. How good is Tua? Tua is significantly better than we thought entering the year. A lot of people want to deny that, but the offensive line is so bad for Miami. The worst in the league by some accounts, most accounts. It's hard to judge them. You know who else has a really bad offensive line? The it's Giants. hard to judge. Daniel Jones. So it's one or the Giants. So now Daniel Jones is out, and the line adjustment was not as significant. How would you assess the line adjustment it, where it landed ultimately? I, it's moved today. So on the news that he's officially out, but there which was still was what optimism. I speculated yesterday, which was there was a move that felt small, and I said there's still holding out hope. Once it was official, it moved. How much more today? Uh, I think a full point today. Okay. So net net, what was our, the full move, Mackenzie? From three to six. 
Right. So more than three points. Yeah, because remember, three is the most key number. That's effectively about four points. So that's given Daniel. Listen, a guy that moves the line four points usually doesn't lose his starting job. I'll just say that. But this is a game, if you're ever going to see a six-point favorite, the Dolphins can't lose again. So it's kind of like a motivated favorite like with the Colts. So if you're not a skeptic of the Dolphins, I think they're going to be motivated. And if you don't believe in Mike Glennon, the Dolphins present unique looks on defense. Defense. A lot of blitzes from cornerbacks and stuff that if you're not used to seeing it, could be problematic for you. And man-to-man, so they don't give them any easy throws. They potentially could give up big throws. The Las Vegas Raiders, a one-point favorite at home against the football team. All right, two things quickly. Washington was extremely, extremely unlucky early in the year. And they were have been extremely lucky in the second chunk of the year. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. So if you're judging them on the year stats, the year's record, they're probably about as good as those stats in that record. But if you're judging them on this streak, you're catching them running good, and thus I don't think that's the truth of them. Raiders, you got to ask yourself one question. The underperformance they had for a number of games, was it the aftermath of all the drama, or was it that Ruggs wasn't on the field to take the top off the defense if that was it, Jackson coming back last week on Thursday and doing that really effectively actually made the Raiders look like the Raiders of old with that offense. That's the question of this game. Why have the Raiders played badly for a few of these games recently? If it's Jackson's absence and Ruggs' absence, now Jackson's there, maybe the Raiders are a look. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we're going to finish a few of the games, and we're going to give you my best bet and, and this is not as important, AJ's best bet. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's get right back into it with an AFC North rivalry. The Baltimore Ravens minus four and a half at the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're going to get my best bat. You're going to get A.J.'s best bat. I'm going to give you a derivative bet on another game. And this one almost was my best bat. Pittsburgh Steelers plus four and a half. If you look at Harbaugh's first year, 2008, there's been 29 games played between these teams. Steelers are up 15 to 14. That's what a battle is. But 17 of the 29 games, so 17 yes, 12 no, were decided by four points or fewer. This is a tight rivalry. And Pittsburgh at plus four and a half, yum, yum. And you know what? Ask yourself this. Are you buying high? you buying low? you buying in the middle? You're buying low on the Steelers. And in general... Buy low, sell high. The teams are never as bad as they seem, or rarely as bad as they seem. Maybe the Jets have been at Maybe the various Texans. times recently. <laughs> Maybe the Titans. They're canceled. And teams are rarely as good as they seem. So if you're, if you're, you could make the case, hey, Pittsburgh's at their low point, but they're going to go lower and lower. It happens sometimes. Doesn't happen often. Pittsburgh best, or not best bet, second best bet. Another team you'd be buying low right here off three straight losses, the L.A. Rams minus 13 hosting the Jags. Okay, so first question, you've got a motivated favorite. 
because they've lost three in a row. But you know what? They were motivated last week. They looked horrible. I mean, Green Bay controlled that game up and down. There's talk of and reports of, but even more whispers of injury with the Rams quarterback, Matt Stafford. It looks like he's able to go back and set and throw, but if he has to move in the pocket, there's something in his lower extremities, at least the eye test says there's something wrong there. And oh, by the way, I'm not all that anxious on the Jacksonville side. This defense has actually played better, Jacksonville, than expected. The offense, whew, I know Trevor Lawrence is going to save us, <laughs> but it hasn't happened yet. He's, he's hiding. He's hiding his amazing ability so far. I don't know why. Maybe he doesn't care about the games as much because he said football is not all that important. But I'm telling you right now, Jacksonville's D's better. Jacksonville's offense is as bad as anyone in the league. Thus, here's a derivative best bet. Under the total... Jacksonville team total under 17 and a half. So that means will Jacksonville score more or less than 17 and a half points? We're making a bet on less go under. San Francisco 49ers minus three and a half at Seattle. Okay. We have a concept called the dream crusher. What does that mean? When a team loses the game that that prevents them from having their dream achieved that season, the next game is usually a low-energy, low-motivation game. Seattle has hardly been out of the playoff race at any time during Russell Wilson's career. Even a year they finished 9-7, they were in it till the very end. They're out of it. Less than 1% chance now. How are they going to react? I can't be sure Seattle's going to react well. So I can't play them. It's San Fran or pass. AJ, you've got your best bet in college and my best bet in the NFL, correct? Yes, sir. What game do you got? I'm going to go with the big one, the MAC championship. And I've oh. got a total, RJ. You're going to love this. What? This is the game that people are going to talk about for years to come. Said very ironically. <laughs> Northern <laughs> Illinois, Kent State, over 74. Not unlike last week's value. Kent, there's got to be value. Not there. unlike last week's <laughs> Kent State game. This is about them being the best offense and the worst defense in the MAC. They're not going to make any stops. Northern Illinois' quarterback, Rocky Lombardi, is terrible. Yet in the prior matchup, he threw for 532 yards and three touchdowns against Kent. The final score of that game was a combined 99. Kent games have gone over 80 points five times this year, over 90 twice. If the, the other team, coming to an end, if I the think. other team has a pulse on offense, they fly over, and they're playing indoors, so we don't have to worry about MAC weather. MAC championship game over 74 points. Yo, homeboy, welcome to the hood, brother. MAC totals, baby. MAC totals. That's right. Uh, if Big it wins, times. If it wins, it's okay. And now, RJ, let's get to your best bet. Okay. I love this. Love it. But don't bet more than you can afford to lose the Denver Broncos. Why? Well, there's all this Andy Reid off a buy. Andy Reid off a buy. Okay. But it's built into the line already. This line shouldn't be nine and a half. Chiefs have beat the Broncos 11 times in a row, RJ. Wait, is that true? Yeah. Uh-oh. Barney at the <laughs> oh, bar wait. told me that. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, I'm canceling. No. <laughs> Here's the thing. The Chiefs win, but they don't cover. And I'm not saying play Denver on the money line. What I'm saying here is that Vic Fangio is a defensive guru. And you know what his default defense is? Too high safety. It's keeping everything in front of him. What we've seen from Kansas City is the teams that can run that effectively – 
do a great job of stopping them this year. The teams that can't, can't, because they can't run that defense. And if you look at this renaissance of the Kansas City offense, it's been driven by opponents who are not suited to play too high safety, which is just a fancy way or a technical way way of saying don't give up the deep ball. Ideally, play man press on the corners. Don't give him the short ball either. Make him beat you in the middle. And you know what? He can for a while, but Mahomes doesn't seem to have the patience. So I think Denver is built, is built to defend Kansas City at this point with this new way of defending them. And the Chiefs haven't been – everyone thinks they're back. They're the second favorite to win the Super Bowl. I don't know. They scored more than 20 points once in the last seven games. They're not back. Best bet, Denver Broncos plus nine and a half. RJ, if you missed any of today's show, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. And we included – we had all of the NFL games that were played – and we gave you a tidbit on every one. And we debated a lot about Taysom Hill. AJ seems to have a personal problem with him. <laughs> we're going to be back Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. And we're going to review the whole entire weekend of action. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio.